When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. They finally let me out on my own. I'm Andy Baxter, and this is Pint of Football, the nation's drunkest football podcast. I'm here with you today with a ground crawlers episode. We're going to see Western Supermare against Harrow Borough in the Southern League Premier Division South, which is not the catchiest of titles. So Western is my local team, and I started coming to watch them last season, but today will be my first league game of this season and Western have started really well. They've had three wins and a draw from their first four games whereas Harrow have had two defeats and two draws so the form would say Western the home team would be big favourites for today but you know who knows what can happen. Looking at last season's fixture um, it was right towards the end of the season, and I think I went to this one. It was in April, and Western come out 2-1 winners after Harrow went a goal up in two minutes, and then Western fought back to win 2-1. I've just been reading some of the history of Western, um, because I didn't know a great deal about it, really, and it, it's quite interesting. It's a few little fun bits. Um, they disbanded the club before the war, for whatever reason, but then started again in, in 1948. So this is actually the 75th anniversary season and they brought out two commemorative kits, which is always nice to see all the youngsters um, around town wearing their local team shirts rather than ones of Premier League clubs and whatever. So that's always nice. Um, they have been at this ground. Well, it's uh, reading the history, this is on their own website. It says in 2000, Western bought a site for a new ground, only a stone's throw away from the wood spring, which is what this, what this ground is called. Now, I don't know if they just gave up on the plans or if that was on the same site and they're just planning to develop, because I do know they are planning to develop this current ground, so I don't know if that's an adjustment of these plans or... They've had to redo it for, for whatever reason. Maybe the land wasn't available or maybe they've, this new bit of land has been better. Anyway, the reason I mention the ground is because the original ground that Western played at was just called Great Ground, which I think is fabulous and not enough football stadiums are an assessment of the condition of the ground, which I really enjoy. Anyway, a little bit of history because it's something I found which is really interesting about what happened to them twice in consecutive seasons. So in 2006 and 2006-2007, Western should have been relegated. 
Farnborough were relegated, and then Hayes and Yedding merged to become, well, Hayes and Yedding, which meant there was a gap, and Western got a reprieve from being relegated because there was now one fewer team, so they couldn't send Western down, which is great. And then the very next season, 2007-2008, Western finished 20th, so they should have been relegated then. But Cambridge City failed a ground inspection, so they were relegated. So, yeah, I don't know what the, the uh, they've done to earn such good fortune there, but they managed to, to stick around in that division two years longer than they should have. Um, unfortunately, it isn't where they play the football these days because in 2018-2019, so only a couple of seasons ago, they were relegated for the first time in their history and that brought to an end their 15-year stay in the National League South. And yeah, last season they got into the playoffs but were beaten in the semi-final and hopefully go one better this year. So I've just got off the bus and heading down to the ground now. Gorgeous sunny day here and I've just had a little look at the team. A um, couple of ones to watch out for. The goalkeeper is a guy called Max Harris. He's very well tipped to go on and play in the Football League. He's on loan from Cheltenham. He was last season and he was good. Um, and then he went and there was a lot of talk that he was going to go on to play it for someone at maybe a conference or certainly conference north or south level. But now he's back and uh, hopefully I haven't jinxed him now. And the other guy to look out for is the big number 19 up front, if you're familiar with the Football League, which I'm sure anyone who listens to this is. It's uh, Ruben Reed, who unbelievably has signed for, for Western this season. He's already scored two um, in the first four games, and it's my first time seeing him in the flesh, so I'm looking forward to that, and hopefully I haven't jinxed him as well, and he gets carried off in the first five minutes. But, you know, as I say, on the way to the ground now, excitement's building and we'll uh, yeah hopefully get a nice spot and have time for a quick beer so we've just kicked off absolutely glorious day here barely a cloud in the sky it's that hot that you can't put your arm on the metal bars at the front of the stand because it's too flipping warm i managed to get a beer and i'm just watching western now defending the goal which i'm behind it's only been a minute so nothing's really happened yet but uh yeah there's a good few hundred here i've seen a handful i've seen about five harrow shirts there's a big harrow flag behind uh behind the goal here and there's weirdly a guy in an arbroath shirt i don't, don't know what that's about but i'll try and uh, eavesdrop a bit if i can and uh yeah here we go still nil nil you might be able to hear the cheer. Ruben Reed's just gone down the left-hand side and cut into the box and he was brought down for a penalty. Don't think the referee's gonna take any more action even though the crowd are shouting for a red card. It's the other end of the pitch to me, so look like a foul, but that's all I can see really. There's a man here with a pipe. So five minutes in, it's Dale Grubb, the captain. Over 600 appearances for Weston, he's one of our own. He's waiting to take the penalty right-footed. Referee's getting the players sorted out of the area. Telling the goalkeeper to stay on his line. Grubb adjusts the ball. Looks like he's about to take it. Takes a couple of steps back. And it's in. Right-footed, top left-hand corner. Goalkeeper went the wrong way, but even if he went the correct way, there's no chance he was saving that. Right, 1-0 Western Superman. 
believe it or not, it's another penalty to Weston. 12 minutes on the clock now. Great interplay on the edge of the box by Reid and number nine, Marlon Jackson. And then the Harrow defender just tripped him as he was going through the box. And the referee pulls out the red card and Harrow have got a long time to play with 10 men. So just like the first one, it's going to be Dale Grubb, the captain, to take it with his right foot. He runs up. Same result as last time. Away to his left. This time down to down towards the bottom corner. But it's in the back of the net. That's 2-0. And Harrow probably wonder why they even bothered. 17 minutes gone now and to be fair since the second goal it's been all Harrow they're trying to desperately get one back before the game slips away from them they just had a bit of a shout for a penalty I couldn't really tell if it was or not it was a bit of a coming together inside the area between when uh, they were challenging for a bouncing ball between the striker and the defender but because the referee's already given two I suppose might as well appeal you never know um, then the, the right winger for Harrow got down the flank and put a good cross in and it was just slightly too high for the forward and couldn't direct his header but as we speak it's Jackson gone through oh narrowly wide almost 3-0 um, but yeah we just there was another good moment where the guy who'd been sent off for Harrow had to walk down the stand that contains most of the western fans and uh, he got the kind of jeers and abuse that you'd expect and then this young girl came out of the crowd and said thanks for the goal to him just thought a bit harsh but there you go uh, yeah 19 minutes 2-0 and just like that it's 3-0 patient play by Weston sort of to the centre near the halfway um, Dodd carried it forward and played a 1-2 with someone it might have been Reed. I couldn't really tell uh, he held it up while Dodd continued his run and there's a nice little back heel onto his left foot and he absolutely leathered it in at the near post the goalie you know we just whistled past him before he could even get his arms up and yeah that's it I was about to record the thing and say that Harrow had been playing quite a lot better they seem a bit nervy in possession they give the ball away a lot and they kick out a play um, but they were, when they weren't doing that they were trying to pass it and trying to play with a bit of confidence and assertively but then they've gone and conceded another goal and we are just coming up to half an hour played so this could be any score you like coming up to half time now and Harrow just had a great chance to get themselves a tiny foothold back into the game there was a 50-50 inside the western half and the ball ricocheted nicely through to the Harrow striker, wrong-footed the defender and left him clean through with run on goal. He took an absolute age over it though, decided to try and go round Harris in the Western goal, which just made him sort of narrow the angle and block him and close him down. And when he finally did get his shot away, Harris was able to tip it behind for a corner. After that, there was a bit of a scramble and Harris was able to block again, low down at the feet of one of the, the Harrow attackers. And yeah, that was they had a bit of a flurry there, but now it's back at Weston down the other end, which is where we need it. The half-time whistle's just gone and the players are leaving the field. A few people are going to use the loo or get a new pint. And I just realised that because I got here so close to kick-off, I didn't get a chance to talk about the ground. As I said earlier, they've got a one big stand behind this goal, which houses most of the, the home fans. And there's a couple of Harrow fans in here today as well. But at this level it doesn't really matter, people move around and whatever to try and get the best view. 
Um, but Weston will be shooting this way in the second half, so I like to stand this end, so that's good. Um, yeah, the, there's a bit of a, a clubhouse which is very dated, if I'm honest. They are in the uh, in the process of improving the uh, the facilities here, so I imagine that's why they're not doing anything to the clubhouse and the bar and everything like that, because it does look very 70s in there at the moment. But there's a nice little outside bar um, where you can get a beer and sweets and chocolate and all that, so that's, that's enough, really. You don't need anything too fancy. There's some food, but here just your standard burgers, chips and whatnot. And as we speak, the sprinklers have just come out and some of the substitutes have had to move out the way because they were getting wet. Although on a day like today, I wouldn't mind getting uh, a bit of a, a cool shower from them. And yeah, that's it. It's um, some sad news to report as well, unfortunately. One of the stewards was stood next to me and um, her supervisor came over and said they had to go and uh, stand near some Western fans at the other end of the stand because there'd been some reports of some racist language being used towards uh, some of the black players playing for the opposition today. So they've had to go and try and catch the people in the act and hopefully they do and get rid of them because there's absolutely no place for that in the modern game, in modern society at all, let's be honest. And um, if indeed that is true, we hope it's... Uh, Stamped out very quickly. So yeah, half time, three nil to the home side. And with that, it's four. A couple of shots that were half blocked from the edge of the area. Some nice play. I think it might have been Grubb who slipped it through to Jackson in the end, and he took his time picked his spot and blasted it past the goalie from just near the penalty spot. The goalie didn't even move and it's 4-0 to the home side. Harrow are starting to look a beaten side now. Not chasing back. Heads have dropped. Looking very dejected. And um, yeah, it's going to be a long 35 minutes for them. I have no idea how that's been given. It's 5-0 to Weston. Um, it was... It was a corner that came in from Weston's right-hand side. I think it was a defender that got ahead onto it, um, and then a Weston player tried to head it towards the goal. It hits, hits at the crossbar and bounced down, and the goalie's punched it away. And the linesman's given it as a goal. There's absolutely no chance it across the line, but didn't look it. But it's, um, he's given it, and it's 5-0, so up to West. It is 6-0 to Weston. Wow. From kickoff, Weston have got the ball back, cleared it forward. The defenders made a complete misjudgment. It's come to, I think it was Griffiths. I couldn't, can't quite tell from here. I'll, I'll try and clarify. Yeah, there you go. It was Griffiths. The ball was bouncing. The goalie didn't know whether to come and get it. But he didn't, and Griffiths was there to nod it over him. The defender couldn't quite get there in time, and it's 6-0. Wow. As you can probably tell by that noise, it is 7-0. We've still got 10 minutes here to play, but this is... It's getting a bit silly now. The substitute, Ellis Watts, is brilliantly... He does brilliantly down the right. He twists and turns and dummies and feints and sends the defenders this way and that. And he don't know what to do with him. He plays a little one-two with Jay Murray. And then when he gets it, he strikes it low and hard with the outside of his foot into the far corner. Goalie's no chance, 7-0. 
So unfortunately my recording of full time didn't actually save so I'm gonna have to do it again. Um, it finished 7-0, it was a great game, a glorious day for football, the beers are flowing, the goals are flowing as well. Um, it was hard for Harrow after they lost the man very early on but they were a bit rubbish and you know Western were brilliant, they were able to take Reed off, Substitute came on, scored a couple of goals and it was just a great day out, a lovely afternoon in the sunshine and yeah that result puts Western top because even though Truro won two, Western's goal difference means that they are currently sitting pretty. So happy days. That's it for this one. If you wanted to get in touch and talk about your own ground hopping experiences, you can do. You can email pintofootball2015 at gmail.com. Or you can always reach us on Twitter at POF underscore reviews. And yeah, see you next time. Cheers, guys. Podcast Network.